Playing by the uncertainties of our modern world, life can seem awfully bleak at times. In our search for purpose, meaning, and certainty, most of us would love to have an inkling of what lies ahead, to have even a glimpse of tomorrow today. In our podcast, Knowing Tomorrow Today, we share from the Bible a wonderful blueprint of hope, which reveals that God wants us to live an abundant life and that he has an amazing future planned for us. All right, welcome to our podcast, Knowing Tomorrow Today. I'm your host, Mary Brown. Listen, thank you always for joining me on this journey of hope. I always want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and to share these messages messages of hope wherever you listen, with your family, with your friends, uh, with your coworkers, and all who you meet. So during the time of Jesus, there were several religious and political, political groups which existed in the Jewish nation. And many of these groups were very much opposed to Jesus and his ministry. Uh, you had the Sadducees. Now, the Sadducees was an influential group which basically was composed primarily of the priests in the Jewish nation. The Sadducees stood out because they did not believe in the resurrection of the dead, and they often collaborated with the Roman authorities. In fact, the Jewish high priest was typically chosen from among the Sadducees. Then, of course, you had the Essenes. Basically, this group did everything that they could to rigorously separate themselves from the worldly comforts and pleasures uh, of, of, of the world. They, they lived a communal lifestyle and practiced ritual purity. Another group was the Zealots. Now, the Zealots was a, a political and militant group. Uh, they were very much opposed to Roman rule. They were advocates of armed resistance, and they were involved in several revolts against the Roman Empire. And, of course, you had the Pharisees. Now, the Pharisees, they were a religious and, and political group. Uh, they were known for their strict adherence to Jewish law and traditions. Uh, and as teachers of the law, they heavily promoted the idea that it was, it was only through their good works that Israel would be able to retain the favor of God. Now, uh, you may have read in the Gospels, in the Bible, where uh, Jesus was often at odds with the Pharisees, right? And so during his ministry, Jesus often publicly denounced them for their hypocrisy uh, and pointed out the, the burdensome, nonsensical religious traditions that these leaders often place squarely on the shoulders of the people. Yet the Bible records in, in the Gospel of John, in John chapter 3, that there was one Pharisee who was very much drawn to the, the words and the deeds of Jesus. Uh, as a member of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish National Council, Nicodemus was a highly educated Pharisee with membership in one of the most conservative conservative and exclusive first century Jewish groups. Yet despite of all despite of, of all his, his, his pride and his prejudices, Nicodemus was strangely, he found himself himself strangely drawn to Jesus. And, and so this proud Pharisee decided to seek Jesus out for a private night interview. And so as he came into the presence of Jesus, we can imagine, right? This is recording in John chapter 3. Uh, he began, he said, listen, Rabbi, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. This is John chapter 3 verse 2. Uh, and so we can imagine that Jesus would have lovingly examined the man before him, instantly read his life story, and immediately prescribed the dire need of Nicodemus's heart. And Jesus replied to him, Jesus told him, listen, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. This is John 3 verse 3. So 
what did Jesus mean here that Nicodemus needed to be born again? Well, Jesus was telling Nicodemus and us that if we desire to inherit eternal life, we must experience the new birth which comes from the creator God above. Now, what does all this mean? Well, here's the deal. As creatures made in the image of God, we have been damaged by our constant rebellion against God. And by pointing out our need to be born again, Jesus was simply saying that the only way for us to reflect the fullness of God's character is to submit ourselves to a work of recreation, which God accomplishes in us through his son, Jesus Christ. Well, here's the deal. Separated from God, we find ourselves in a fearful predicament because a death penalty, right? A death penalty penalty hangs over our head and as a result of our you know this is a a result of our uh rebellious attitude and behavior yet scripture tells us it reveals the good news and this is good news in romans chapter 5 verse 8 it says god demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners christ jesus died for us this so this is this is amazing this is amazing good news when you think about it uh in order to liberate us in order to free us from the death penalty that a sinful life brings the son of god jesus volunteered to die for our sins by dying on the cross for us jesus took the death penalty for our sins upon himself now folks this is an amazing demonstration of God's love for us when you think about it. And this was all foreshadowed for centuries in the animal sacrifices of the Jewish Old Testament sanctuary. I mean, all these Old Testament sacrifices in the sanctuary service, they all pointed to what Jesus would do for us as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. In fact, we read in there in, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5 to 7. And, and, and there in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5 to 7, we get to listen in on a conversation between Jesus and the Father in heaven. This is fascinating. Now, here, here's what Jesus says to God the Father. You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you gave me a body to offer. And he says, then said I, right? Jesus talking about himself. Look, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written about me in the scriptures. This is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5 to 7. Now, this is amazing. This is amazing, right? Uh, in order that he could die for us, the Son of God, by his own choice, he was not forced into this, uh, but because of his love for us, he became, hu he, I mean, he became a human being forever. And so Jesus will, uh, will remain fully God and fully human forever. No, that, that is just amazing when you think about that. And so as, as, as this three and a half year ministry on the dusty roads of Palestine came to an end, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem, right? Because it was in Jerusalem that his rescue mission to save us uh, would culminate uh, with his death on the cross. And so unjustly condemned, Jesus was turned over to the Roman authorities to be executed by uh, crucifixion. Now, Roman crucifixion, I should say, was a horrible and gruesome ordeal. Uh, unlike the quick, heart-stopping surge of an electric chair or the, the fast, deadly, corrosive poison of a, a lethal injection that we have today, uh, crucifixion was intended to be a slow and torturous form of execution. Uh, designed by the Romans to humiliate right humiliate their, their victims uh condemned criminals were stripped they were stretched out on a wooden cross and then in, impaled with seven inch rusty iron nails through their wrist right it was, it was not in the palm of their hands it was through their wrist and ankles which would have crushed 
the nerve in their hands and, and just causing excruciating pain, right? Uh, I mean, you guys know what it feels like when you hit your elbow against something, how it, how it feels now. Multiply that by like 100, right? That is what Jesus felt. That is what Jesus went through for us when that nail, that rusty nail was hammered into his nerve, right? And so as the cross was hoisted violently into place there were cases where the victims they, they, they were they would linger on the on the cross for days right that was the idea right and so amazingly i mean hundreds of years before jesus died on the cross uh the prophet isaiah i mean he described this in prophetic prose of of the horrible ordeal that jesus would endure for us on the cross you'll find this in isaiah chapter 53 verse 7 to 8 and there we read it says he was pierced for our rebellion crushed for our sins he was beaten so that we would be whole he was whipped so that we would be healed he was led like a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep is silent before the shearers he did not open his mouth but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people he was counted among the rebels he bore the sins of many you find this in isaiah chapter 53 verse 7 and it you know friends uh in that night interview with nicodemus jesus gave nicodemus a glimpse into the future uh when he told the inquiring pharisee that one day he jesus would be lifted up lifted up on a wooden cross so that everyone who believes in him would have the possibility of having eternal life with god jesus plainly told tells us i mean there in john chapter uh, 12 verse 32 when i am lifted up from the earth I will draw everyone to myself. You know, I'm going to be honest here. Uh, I used to wonder, how would Jesus die on the cross? Uh, how would this draw me to God? Uh, I'm just going to be, I'm just being real with you here. I mean, how would this draw me to God? But the more I thought about it uh, was the more I began to see how powerful Jesus' death on the cross is. The question we need to ask ourselves is, why would Jesus, why would the Son of God put himself through such a, a horrible uh, through the, the horrible ordeal of crucifixion. Why would Jesus, why would God do that to himself? Well, again, the answer is in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. That's where we get the answer. It says, God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. In other words, the cross is a demonstration of how much God loves us. Right. If you want to understand uh, the height and the depth of God's love for you, for us, all you have to do is to just look at what Jesus did for us on the cross. There is no greater demonstration of love in the universe, right, than what Jesus did for us on the cross. God loves us so much more than any other being in the universe that He was willing to take. That he was willing to take the death penalty for us. Uh, it is the power of love. Uh, the power of God dying for me, for us on the cross, that draws me to God. It, it's simply that, right? For me, that kind of sacrificial love is 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 so very much attractive, and it draws me to God. It makes me want to walk with God, right? It demonstrates for me that God really loves me, that God really cares for me, that He would. I mean, think of it, that he would take the death penalty for our sins uh, so that we would not perish, but have everlasting life with him. This is John 3, verse 16. It is just amazing. Friends, I, I hope you're seeing the picture, right? I, I hope you're seeing the reality of what Jesus did for us on that old rugged cross almost 2,000 years ago. 
Are you being drawn to God as you behold him dying the eternal death on the cross for you? Uh, I mean, he died the death that all sinners deserve. All right. And this same Jesus is more than able to free us. I mean, from a life of sin, misery, disappointments. Jesus wants to wants us to have life and he wants us to have it more abundantly. Jesus loves us and he wants for you and I uh, to, to, to have a relationship with him, to get to know him better, uh, to walk with him into eternal life. Why not? Invite him as you behold him on that old rugged cross to come into your life today. You know, God tells us, uh, the same Jesus tells us there in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 to 14. He says, I know what I've planned for you. I've plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I've plans to give you a future filled with hope. He says, when you call out to me and come to me in prayer right? I will hear your prayers. If you seek me with all your heart and soul, I will make myself available to you. Friends, listen to me. This God of love, this God who died for, for us on that old rugged cross has planned an amazing future for us. My hope is that you will come to trust him more and more in a life of faith. He is able to free us from all of our sins. I mean, he's able to free us from all of our struggles. I promise you, if you do, if you surrender to Christ, as you behold him on that old rugged cross, your life will never be the same. Listen, as I go, I just want to encourage you to remember to like, subscribe, and to share this podcast uh, with everyone who you know, right? Wherever you're listening. I mean, just share this. I want you to go out and share this message of hope, of, of Christ dying for us, right? I mean, this there's no greater love than this, right? And of course, guys, listen, you can always email me. You can also email me. My email address is knowingtomorrowtoday at gmail.com. Uh, listen, if you have questions or you, want, you have comments, uh, listen, I have a book. There's a book that actually inspired this podcast. It's called Knowing Tomorrow today uh glimpses of the future that will change your life i want to send you a free copy of that book right i want to send you a book stub that will uh so you can obtain a, a free electronic copy of the book right that inspired this podcast listen may god continue to bless you uh just have a wonderful week a wonderful day a wonderful experience with god i'm merrick brown until next time stay blessed and stay well Get back.